Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know I was waiting for the drop. KM to AM. <clears throat> Sorry. Didn't hit the cough button, man. Shout out to the people fighting the cold and the sickness and flu season. And I made a joke the other night. I'm like, everybody's sick. We're just not shutting everything down. (laughs) Yikes. Keith McPherson on the fan inside the 10 o'clock hour. Rangers win. We're talking Knicks. This is the Knicks time. This is the Knicks era. If you missed what we were talking about before the break, I'm like, the Nets are responsible for this. I, I didn't get to finish my whole thought, but like, Coming off the heels of the Kevin Durant, Kyrie era, like Knicks fans really celebrated that failure. You know what I'm saying? It's like, get them out of my city. Goodbye. And I, I understand that. Nets fans now are in this place of just like, okay, picking up the pieces, figuring it out, hoping for the best. And I think a lot of Nets fans thought, Okay, the distraction is gone with Kyrie Irving. Okay, all the attention that KD brings is gone. These guys barely ever play. Let's get back to basketball. Let's get back to Brooklyn grit and the Brooklyn pride. And this Brooklyn Nets team is far from that. I think we thought we were getting back to good basketball. I think we thought we were getting a team that fit the fan base and, you know, Kings County. And, and, you know, I think it just like... In the beginning of the season, which going back to what you know, talking about Julius Randle and how people make a big deal out of about a you know a couple games. In the beginning of the season, I was at opening night. The Nets should have won that game. But in the beginning of the season, the narrative was, okay, the Nets have some journeymen, some veterans, some young guys, some pieces. They've lost some close games, but imagine if they won those games, they'd have an even better record. I, I thirteen and nine sticks out in my mind because at thirteen and nine. Nets fans were starting to dream of like, okay, if we get healthy, Nets had a bunch of injuries, still do, waiting on Lonnie Walker to come back. Don't hold your breath on Ben Simmons coming back. But like, Ben Simmons is part of the issue. Sean Mark should have never made a trade and accepted a trade for Ben Simmons. I was in here with Craig and Evan. I remember being in my car downstairs parked, listening the first day that it was rumored about James Harden wanting out of Brooklyn. And I'm hearing Craig and Evan talk about me. Is Keith here? Is Keith here? And I'm like, all right, let me go upstairs. And they bring me in. And I'm like, no, you don't bring Ben Simmons here under any circumstances. You guys can go back and run the tape. I think I clipped it, put it on my Twitter. All I'm like, no, no. Tell James Harden he's beat. You gave up too much to get him. That was That was the first real mistake in where we are right now as, you know, the Brooklyn Nets and Brooklyn Nets fans. 
Let's go to Ralph in Torrington, Connecticut. What's up, Ralph? You got it. How you doing, Keith? Thanks for the thanks for taking my call. First time, long time. Thanks for making uh, it. Listen, I just want to you know kudos to you. I hear you give a lot of respect to these guys, these players that are out there grinding it out, and they're not stars, but you know there's a couple guys you mentioned about you know they they deserve the respect. Well, I want to bring that back around to you, and you know for the last year and a half I've been driving from I've been driving at night from like nine thirty to eleven. And uh, I, I look forward to listening to your show. You're on. You're on point. You know your stuff. And you know, I just I wanted to, you know, give you some kudos Thank on you. becoming a father. I'm, I'm here for you. I mean, all that stuff, dude. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I work. I work for guy, the man. nighttime night shift drivers because I used to have a, a job like that too and be listening to the radio, and that'll help you, you know, get you through the shift. So I come in here and bring it for people just like you. Thank you for saying that, Rob. And, and I sit in the driveway sometimes when I get home and let you finish making your point. Man. <laughs> you gotta take the, you gotta get the Odyssey app. You get the, you get the Odyssey app because I drive home listening to C Mac and I, I play it on the Odyssey app. And this is like such an organic promo for C Mac and for the Odyssey app. I, I go through the tunnel, so I always play the radio on the Odyssey app because it'll break up if you play it on the radio. So I'm able yep. to get home and get to my driveway, my garage. Press pause, go upstairs, and put my uh, AirPods in and listen to the exact spot that I was at. So you don't have to sit in the car if you get the uh, Odyssey app on your phone. You can you can right. just, you can go inside and be warm, and uh, your wife or your kids or whoever it is waiting on you don't have to wonder why you're sitting in the car. And they are too, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but hey, I just wanted to take a minute, you know what I mean, and, and let you know that what you do is real cool, dude. And, and the, the sky is the limit for you and your family. And, and I send a lot of love. And success for this year for you. And uh, God bless really you, man. Thank, thank you very much. This is a, this is a big year for me. I, I'm, I've come out swinging. Year of the dragon. Let's go. Listen to me. I'm watching you every night, dude. So keep it going. All right. I will promise you that. Peace out. So that's it, Ralph. You don't. Have, I thought he was gonna. His his topic was demise of the Nets. <laughs> that's what that's what I queued him up for as I was talking about Ben Simmons and the mistake that. Sean Marks made that was the first mistake for this like era past uh, Katie and Kyrie thinking that you were going to add Ben Simmons to the mix idiots and I don't even call people idiots but it's like like you you like what were you expecting did you not watch write down 95 what was going on in Philly with Ben Simmons first off the guy's allergic to the rim I don't even want to go through all that. I know somewhere if Spike Eskin, I clip this up for, for our boss, Spike Eskin, who does the number one Sixers podcast, and Spike and I were having conversations like this before it went down, and I'm just like, no, 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 I don't want this guy on the team. This is going to be the beginning of the end for real. Accepting this trade because Harden is forcing his way out to go be with Daryl Morey? Now Harden is in L.A., turned on his own man? Like, nah. Nah, nah. Chris is in Newark on the fan. What's up, Chris? You got it. Hey, what's going on, Keith? What's um, going on? Uh, as a Nets fan, they, the Nets quit on Jock Vaughn. You can tell. Like, yeah, I, I'm watching the Pelicans game last night, and I'm like, there's no, not, not last night, but the night Two before, nights ago, yeah. There's no energy. Yeah, there's no energy. There's no. I'm, I'm like looking at. They were they like, were beat right away, Chris. I was watching the game too. It was sixteen three. Then it was thirty to sixteen, and I, like the combination of Royce Spencer and Cam Thomas, they couldn't put the ball in the hoop. 
They were outmatched. They were outcoached. Jacques Vaughn is sitting there chewing his gums, staring out into the, the stands. I'm like, this is bad. And and before I let I, you speak again, you're a Nets fan. Remember when Steve Nash got fired, what his parting words were? My, my voice isn't connecting, right? These guys aren't listening to me anymore. So, like, why are you coaching the team if the players aren't responding to you? The coach is supposed to lead the way, set everything up, the rotations, whatever. And I'm telling you, it, it all happened that night in Brooklyn when the Bucks came to town, who every Nets fan hates from our recent history with Giannis and the Bucks, and they punted that game, and they just got fined $100,000 for it, and that is when the losing streak started. And, and, and right now you can tell these players, you know, Jock Vaughn's talking about, oh, we're not there yet as far as, like, hustling and diving on the floor and wanting it bad enough. They don't want it bad enough right now because they're not rocking with you. And that's why Nets fans are questioning why the Nets didn't get Ime Udoka. They're saying Kevin Ollie's the next coach. And they jumped the gun, giving this guy, Jacques Vaughn, an extension, which I don't want to call him this guy. I want to disrespect the man. He's a former Net. He he coached the Nets. But I feel like the Nets jumped the gun on giving him an extension you, and, and you when know, he was he, coaching KD and Kyrie. I've been, I've been on this, man. I've been talking about it on, on the Nets podcast I do, Talking Nets, which is, it's starting to become a chore to do the podcast because it's not fun talking about this stuff. So, like, Sean Marks needs to do something like ASAP because this is trending very badly, and I, I really don't see them winning another game. Uh, it's hard for me. Like to, to see this team, Can we keep you know, playing the Pistons? Can, let's see when is the next time we got the, the worst team in NBA history, the Detroit Pistons. That's the only that's, team they can beat. That's a sad outlook for this team. Bro, when they mean? lost to the Wizards the night after the Bucks debacle, I'm like, oh, this is this is bad. <laughs> this is going to be bad. I can only laugh. The only, the only reason this isn't a national story is because, you know, we're the Nets, we're in Brooklyn, we're mm-hmm. that team from Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's was, no star. This was the Knicks. Who's the, who's the star on, on the team? Mikael Bridges? They want to try and make him one. He ain't no star. I saw the, the all-star voting came out, and Mikael Bridges' name was in there. I'm like, who the hell's voting for him? I, I, I think, yeah, I, he's seventh right now. He's seventh right now. So apparently some some people around the league or fans, you know, they you know, I guess they see, you know, his Kids. potential. I mean, listen, I love I love Mikael. He's a great player, plays both ends of the floor. He needs help. Sean Marks, if you're listening, help him. He is a good player, but he's not a superstar player. They made the trade with Phoenix, and they looked at him as, oh, he can be KD. And last year, he had a bunch of 30-point games. He was hitting those middies, mid-range shots like KD, but he's not KD. And he's an Ironman. He plays every single night. He doesn't miss a game in a league where they load manage, and the Nets just got docked for load managing. Like, he, he needs help. He is a Robin to someone's Batman. He can't be Batman. Well, DeJounte Murray, he's eligible to be traded tomorrow. So, yeah. hey. Yeah, Murray, Donovan Mitchell. The, the Nets need a point guard, and, and they need to just go ahead and, and, like, concede the loss the same way they did against the Bucks. Concede the loss on the season. Thanks for the call, Chris. Nobody cares if you're going to make the playoffs and get swept again. I've been saying that the last few nights. In the last four seasons, I've watched my team make the playoffs just to get swept, and that defeats the purpose. <laughs> you get all excited for the playoffs, and you don't win one game. That's why I was laughing at the AL East. I just saw the, the Baltimore Orioles come out there with, we made a movie. Last year was a movie. 101 wins. You didn't win one damn postseason game. What'd you make a movie about? 162? Birdland, a birdbath? <laughs> what a joke. It's about the postseason and getting to the championship. 
the Orioles are a joke. We'll talk more, you know, Yankees and and, and uh, Orioles in a second. But I'll finish my thought on the Nets. The bubble Nets that Jacques Vaughn coached got swept with Joe Harris and Jamal Crawford and uh, Dante Hall and Justin Anderson and whoever else wanted to go to the bubble. Because remember, Ky- Kyrie stood up against that. <laughs> and KD was, there was no way KD coming back from the Achilles, he wasn't meeting them in Orlando for that nonsense. Jacques Vaughn was the coach of the Nets then. You got to see him as a, a head coach then, and you decided to hire a first-time head coach in Steve Nash over him. That told me all I needed to know right there. You pivoted to Steve Nash, who had never coached before, to make the splash hiring. This is New York. Got to make the headlines. How'd that work out? You guys heard me just reference Steve Nash coming out and saying, yeah, they're not responding to my voice. Yeah, they don't care what you have to say. They respect you as a former MVP player, but you ain't no coach. So then they get rid of him, and they go to Jacques Vaughn. All right, come come on, come on, Jacques, former net, you know, and we heard stupid things that, like, uh, like why does this matter? Like, oh, Jacques Vaughn lives in Brooklyn. He walks home from the game sometimes. I don't, I don't give a damn about that. What about the rotations? What about calling timeouts? What about inspiring these guys, motivating these guys so they go out there and play? And why are you jumping the gun on any decision, right? Especially to give an extension to a guy that you already saw, you already knew because, oh, like this is a this is the vibe you wanted, this is the culture you wanted. The Nets are, are, are an absolute mess. And that's, that's all I've got for the, the Nets conversation, folks. I did say we were going to talk Yanks for a bit. John is in mass bet. Thanks for holding. Hey, Keith, what's up, man? What's up, dude? How are you? Not much. Yeah, so, you know, right now in Yankee land, there's a whole debate, you you know, between Snell or more, or Montgomery. Montgomery. Probably neither. I've been on record saying I don't think either one. No Josh Hader either. Yeah. To me, Blake Snell's a fraud. He's a fraud. Go on, tell us more. Why is he he a a fraud? He had... He had 20 quality starts last year, right? Mm-hmm. He had 20 quality starts and 32 starts last year. But the four or five years before last year, he only had 28 quality starts and 90 starts. You know, so it's like, which pitcher are we getting? It's kind of like it's kind of like Cody Bellinger. You know, he had a good year in the contract year. And now he wants to get paid. It's kind of like Carlos Rodon. You can't make the Carlos Rodon mistake back to back years. I would exactly. entertain the thought of Blake Snell when it, when the when the when the article came out today that there was, you know, privately expressed interest. Like you always got to like you got to read the words. That's board. Exactly. That's that Privately, this is not private. This is Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah. Now with Jordan Montgomery, he's benefiting from a weak free agent class when it comes to starting pitching. Yeah. You know, and it a was World between Series him. Win. What was that? And a World Series win. He did get traded yes, to the and Rangers and, and win a World Series. So now, that illuminates him he, a little bit more. He wants, he wants, you know, what is it, about $25 million a year? You know, he's not worth twenty twenty five. you know. Not like, to the Yankees like, like, who discarded him. not worth that. No. And if he's living in Boston the, because his wife works up there and launched her business or yeah. something like that up there – so, with, of course, he's flirting with, with the Boston Red Sox. And we heard the report today that he prefers to go back to the Rangers and Chris Young and those guys who have yep. went for it the last couple of years and won. They know they need pitching. 
they probably will pay him and bring him back. Let, him, my, let him go. No more second tours. Yeah. In my opinion, what I think we should do is stock up on starting pitching depth. There's still quite a few guys out there. We need to replace about 350 to 400 innings from the losses of, you know, Severino and uh, Johnny Brito and Herman and King, Michael right? King. Yep. There's a, there's a few names out there that we can get on, like, short-term deals, like one- or two-year deals for, like, you know, like a 4 to $10 million range. One is Mike Clevenger. He had a 3.3 war in 131 innings last year. Yeah, I think the Mets should sign Michael, him, too. You got Michael Lorenzen. He had a 2.0. Clevenger's got that long hair. He's not going to want to cut that hair for the Yanks. Eh, who knows? If you throw an extra million in there, you might. And then there's a couple guys that had a couple that, like, uh, you know, then there's a couple guys who were hurt that are pretty decent, like Chase Anderson, Brad Keller, Vince, Vince Velasquez. Now you stock up on these guys. And you see which ones work out and which ones don't. Yeah. And by the trade deadline, you make your move. Because next year's uh, next year's free agency, free agency class, class is much better. It's always it's been crazy. that it's always been that it was Jack just Otani this year. We were talking about this two years ago that it's just Otani this year. Yeah. You got Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, Max Free, Shane Beaver, and Walker Bueller all free agents next year. Don't sign Snell. Don't sign Montgomery. If you're going to put your money somewhere in a big starting pitcher, next year's the year to do it. John, thing you is, don't though, need, they got Juan Soto for need, this year, not a guarantee for next year. They're going for it in 2024 so you don't start another fire Cashman night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, look, though, the, the, the Texas Rangers just won a World Series, but they basically had two, two starting pitchers. They had Montgomery and they had Eovaldi. The, the Rangers use those guys crazy this post, uh, uh, postseason, right? Mm-hmm. They're the only two pitchers in Texas that pitched over 14 innings. Uh, Montgomery pitched 31 innings, and Eovaldi pitched uh, 36. Everybody else pitched under 14. Bruce now, Bochy, these guys, yeah. Eovaldi and Montgomery, they're just number three starters. They're number three starters. But they're gamers. And, and they're with the a World Series with them. Yeah, with the lights bright, they, they, they showed up. Thanks for the call, John. 877-337-6666 now that we've opened up the conversation for Yankee fans to weigh in on the rotation. Alert that Brandon Tierney put out on my way here, and I saw, I said, oh, Trevor Bauer is going to be live right here in the studio tomorrow at 11 a.m. Now, did you hear me joking about how Yankee fans are going to pivot from Yamasoto to Bauer Soto as... Frankie Montas comes off the board as, you know, we're hearing these rumblings about Jordan Montgomery not necessarily being um, interested. Like, if Jordan Montgomery's first priority is not to come back to the Yankees and he wants to go elsewhere, fine, Jordan, we didn't want you. We discarded you. And, like, Yankee fans forget. Like, they couldn't score for him. And we were fine with Harrison Bader because of what Harrison Bader did right away, made an instant impact. Maybe he can do that for the Mets. Mets fans call me up so we can talk about Bader Yankee fans, call me up so we can talk about the rotation. I mean, Mets fans, call me up so we can talk about your rotation as well. 
66 will be back after this quick timeout. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hey, hey, let's go. KM to AM on the fan as we proceed. Literally only have 90 minutes left. So if you'll pick up the pace on the calls, I'm going to pick up the pace as well. This show will be over at 12. C-Max coming up next. And now I've opened the floodgates for Yankee fans and Mets fans to talk baseball. So we're going to do that. Okay, two things I wanted to hit you with uh, coming off the conversation about Blake Snell. My take on that is it's Yankees for clicks. How do you have a privately expressed interest publicly on Twitter? Um, I don't think the Yankees are interested in Blake Snell. But if I was Brian Cashman, I would consider doing one of those Mets-type deals, right? What they gave Verlander, Scherzer, not that much money. But like a two-year deal, a three-year deal, higher AAV, lower years for a Blake Snell since they're going for it right now. And I did say earlier that I, I can't see his personality fitting here, but whatever. Uh, the Yankees don't care about that either. Like, in theory, I couldn't see him standing shoulder to shoulder with Carlos Rodon and Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez and Clark Schmidt watching, uh, I don't know, <laughs> name the random pitcher, Cody Petit, get ready for his uh, first start. But who knows, right? And when I say the Yankees don't care about that, they traded away Glaver Torres' best friend in Gio Urshela. And then they brought in a villain in Josh Donaldson who literally called out their $36 million ace the season before. They don't care about that type of stuff. And I say that to say this. All the conversation that you hear on the fan and online about Trevor Bauer went to school at UCLA with Garrett Cole. They don't like each other. They were that, What does that matter? They're grown-ass men. They're a long way from college. You think they're still hung up on that? You think Trevor Bauer is still hung up on that? You think Garrett Cole is still hung up on Garrett Cole just won the Cy Young. He's on a second kid. He's got a ton of money. He's the ace of the New York Yankees. Yankee fan today, tomorrow, forever. He is not thinking about UCLA and Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer, after all the stuff that he went through, I cannot wait. Right? I usually start my day with BT and Sal at 10 a.m. I'm up by 10 a.m. I cannot wait for 11 a.m. when they bring him on. So he's doing his interviews and making his rounds, and he was on Fox News today, Trevor Bauer, former Cy Young winner with the Reds, the Dodgers, before they signed Otani and Yamamoto, introduced him in the same fashion with a press conference. Well, the article in USA Today reads, former Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer said in a television interview on Fox News Thursday that he made mistakes and was reckless in his personal life, but has made changes to address that as he seeks to resurrect his American baseball career 
including not having casual sexual relationships anymore. Bauer, 32, also noted that he was bullied as a kid and as a result sometimes would respond in an immature way to stand up for himself on social media. Okay, so he's cleaning up his act. He's older. He's 32. Um, I wasn't bullied. Uh, I was bullied a little bit, but I wasn't bullied that much. And I still pew, 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 shoot back at people on social media. You should. Like, especially if you're someone of, like, status or someone who's actually achieved something and these weirdos with no name and a bunch of numbers in their account that won't show their face online think they, they can actually say something to you, you should respond. And also, I don't care about your sex life. I don't care about any of these athletes' sex, sex life. And I know he's got to clear up the allegations. I did watch the video and read some articles because I'm a baseball fan. And at least from what I got out of it, that chick was looking for the bag. She literally wrote that, like how much money she was going to try and get out of trapping him and accusing him. And I do feel like people deserve second chances. And I do think that this guy might get a second chance. But I don't think it's going to happen with the Mets or the Yankees because that's a headache. That's a, a PR, uh, I don't want to say nightmare, but that's a PR storm that they don't have to bring in with everything else, especially here in New York. 877-337-6666. The other thought I had for the Yankee fan that is actually really hanging on to every move, waiting for something, right? When you see the Cody Petit move, I laughed at that because I said that was Brian Cashman and the Yankees' response to, oh, there's a private, you know, interest in Blake Snell becoming a Yankee. Sure, we don't we don't care about that, Scott Boris. We know what you're trying to do. And oh, talking Yanks put out that the Yankees have only spent uh have have spent zero dollars, and there's only four teams in Major League Baseball that have only spent zero dollars in free agency. Well, here's Cody Petit. Count it. Take us off that list. But the other news that came across today in Yankee Land was that Bubba Thompson never heard of him before. Trace Thompson, Clay Thompson, never heard of Bubba Thompson. Bubba Thompson has been claimed off waivers from the Cincinnati Reds. He's a Yankee. He's an outfielder, 25, uh, batted 170, blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't need to hear about his random numbers. He's a Jacksonville, Florida native. That's where I used to spend summers as a uh, kid. Shout out to my grandmother who uh, put the Bible in my hand. But, yeah. When I saw the signing of or claiming of another outfielder with major league experience with the Texas Rangers, with the um, Cincinnati Reds, I got to thinking, and I also put this on my Twitter, at Keith McPherson, where I talk to everybody, but if you're random or you know, you're know you a hater or you say stupid things or um, you know, you're just muted and I'm not going to ever talk to you. But I, I've been on Twitter for a long time, and I've been going back and forth with Yankee fans way before I was on WFAN during the winter and the hot stove season. So shout out to Brandon Caldwell, who spoke to me about this. I said, you know, we, we had similar thoughts about the acquisition of Bubba Thompson today. I said, I had a similar thought. A trade for an arm should happen soon, right? I don't think that Cashman and these guys are going to go out there and, and pay Jordan Montgomery or pay Blake Snell or even pay uh, an Edwin Diaz-type contract to Josh Hader. But I do know that Cashman likes to do what he did today with the Cody Petit signing. Oh, yeah, random guy nobody knows, nobody's heard about. Put him in there with Garrett Cole and Blake Snell in our pitching lab, and let's see what we can get out of him. But I said to Brandon on Twitter seven hours ago, a trade will happen for an arm soon. They brought in Verdugo, so I'll, I'll say their full names, Alex Verdugo, Juan Soto, Trent Grisham, um, and now I'm blanking. What's this guy's name? Um 
is it Tristan Gonzalez from the uh, Guardians? <clears throat> of course, I'm like, I'll say their full names. And then in my tweet, I didn't have this guy's full name. I'm obviously not that familiar. Oscar Gonzalez. So they brought in and count the number of outfielders that the Yankees have, have now, and they've addressed the need, right? Remember last year, reporters asking uh, Aaron Boone about, Boone about the performance in left field and the cast of characters that we've seen play um, left field and, you know, them trying to make infielders outfielders multiple times. Well, now the Yankees actually have a bunch of major league outfielders. Alex Verdugo, Juan Soto, Trent Grisham, Oscar Gonzalez from the Guardian, SpongeBob walkout song guy, and Bubba Thompson. Add them to Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stan, Oswaldo Cabrera, Jason Dominguez coming back. So that's that's a lot of guys. Everson Pereira is very expendable. And when he when they brought him up at the end of the year last year, I didn't really think that was because like, oh yeah, this kid's going to be the answer in left field. There were some people that actually thought like, oh, he's going to get an opportunity to compete for the left field spot next year. Hell no. But if he did well, that would have raised his value for a potential trade. And I said, Pereira can be included in a trade for a starter ASAP. Now, you're not getting a quality uh, major league pitcher with just him. But maybe can I interest you in an Oswald Peraza as well? No? Well, how about a Glaber Torres? Anthony's in Jersey City on the fan. What's up, Ant? Hey, Keith. How you doing, man? Love the show. I'm good. Thanks for joining. So, me and my friend, when we saw the Bader news, we were laughing um, with the sign of the Mets. The Make It Happen Mets got the Yankees slap attacking. But, you know, I don't think he's a difference maker, but that's all right. I wish them nothing but luck. You know, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm not a I hope he does well. I want to see both the Mets and the Yankees in the postseason next year. Hope Sevy is, is great. Sure. For, for sure. And as far as the Yankees are concerned, I know you're on record saying that you don't think they'll get Montgomery. You don't think they'll get Snell. You don't want to give Montgomery the money, but I personally want Monty here. I don't mind getting him back. Um, I never liked that Bader trade. So like I said, I was always a Monty fan. We'll, we'll welcome him back with open arms. Um, but my question for you, Keith, and I'll hang up with him to your answer. Who do you want in the Yankees rotation and who do you think um, they will get? Thank you so much. Thanks for the call. I mean, I'm a Monty fan too. And that's another thing. I'm a Sevy fan too. I don't think you can be a Yankee fan and watch your homegrown guys come up, right? Like, Monty came up young, and he was a boy. He he had Tommy John. He missed some time. He came back, and, you know, when he was last year, I started calling him grown man Monty. He was becoming a grown man. He really grew up once he grew that beard, went to St. Louis. We watched him shove against the Yankees back-to-back years, and then he goes on to win the World Series with the Texas Rangers. I just think, like, the ship has sailed, man, and you don't go backwards, you know? If, you, if you're in a relationship and it ends – in a sour way, it ends with tears. It ends with being discarded. Like, you don't go back to that in a couple years. I know situations, circumstances change, but, like, you don't go double dip. Like, move on. That's why I keep saying no more second tours. I didn't want the second tour with Tommy Canely. Look at how that went this year. I don't want the second tour, and, and it didn't matter, but, like, I didn't really care for the second tour with Greg Allen and Billy McKinney. It's just, it's mid, bro. Are we trying to win a World Series or are we trying to be mid? So, with Jordan Montgomery... He, he is a good pitcher. I don't think he's an ace, but I give the kid all the credit for leaving here and, like, finding himself and going through that adversity. Like, I love seeing him pick number 52 for the Rangers. Why do you wear number 52, Yankee fans? Think about it. Big lefty. You know why I wore that. For CeCe. 
And then he wins a World Series. And then he takes that picture with Aroldis Chapman, with Andrew Heaney, with Nady Valdi. I feel like I'm missing one more. There's one more guy over there that was a former Yankee. But I just don't want to overpay him. And I don't want to see him come back with a big contract and potentially not be what he was or regress and then be hated on by Yankee fans again. And you already have two lefties in the rotation in Carlos Rodon, who you just paid $162 million to, and Nestor Cortez, who we have on the cheap. But I do, that's my dog. I got to hit Nestor. I do think Nestor is going to bounce right back. I mean, Nestor's last outing against the Astros, he threw the hardest pitch he ever threw. Then he was hurt. The Yankees mismanaged his injury, rushed him back. He skipped, I think, two rehab starts. We don't have the time. I said I was going to pick up the pace. Nick is in Virginia. What's up, Nick? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith, thank you for taking my call. I really enjoy listening to you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Snell and Montgomery are the answers. I think a trade is the answer. And I saw a rumor on Twitter, and you may have saw this as well, Jesus Lazardo down in Miami. I yes. think he would be a great fit for the Yankees rotation. And I don't think he would, you know, cost too much to get him. What do you think? Yeah, I think I was talking to Bruce and Fleming about him. I saw that report. Sure. We've been in, in, in contact with the Marlins the last few trade deadlines. I thought the Yankees were going to get Pablo Lopez. I thought the back-to-back -back years we were going to send them Glaber Torres for somebody. If they still want Glaber Torres for Jesus Lizardo and maybe another arm, sure. Um, I think Cashman is going to work some kind of trade and – have some spring training invites, sign some guys to minor league deals, major league deals, and let them compete. Iron sharpens iron. That's what spring training's for. I can't wait to go down to spring training and see, all right, in the end of spring training, who who's it lining up to be? Who's going to get the opportunity to be like the fifth starter for the New York Yankees this year? Absolutely. Hey, by the way, I'm going to be in spring training the – Last week of February, first weekend of March, so hopefully I'll see you there. That's a good time to go. I, I, I'm going late. My son will be older, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to catch John and Susan there like I did two years ago before my son was, was born. I got to meet John and Susan for the first time at spring training, and they usually go down and do the last weekend before the Yankees um, head, head out uh, you know, to start the season. Well, I'm 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 just excited, man. I'm I'm good. The Juan I'm, uh, Soto move I, is supposed to get you excited as a Yankee fan because coming off of eighty-two and eighty, losing the last series to the Royals, no one was excited. Absolutely, and you know I eat, sleep. I may live in Virginia, but I eat, sleep, and breathe Yankees baseball. I have my good. There's no life. team there. Yeah, you, <laughs> when I went to James Madison University, it was weird. I'm like, there's no baseball team. I'm not going to to Camden Yards. I'm not going to see the Nationals. I'm I'm down there trying to stay in the loop with the, the New York Yankees in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Hey, absolutely, man. But, yeah, like I said, Jesus Lazardo, I, I expect Cash to get a guy like him or perhaps, I mean, he may pivot since they've, you know, they've had some interactions with the Guardians in the past couple of weeks. You know, Shane Bieber may be a possibility. And, you know, you stick him in, into that number two or number three spot, and, I, I, listen, I, I think the Yankees' rotation is going to be deeper than what people are thinking. You're, for, uh, of course, forgetting about Luis Hill, who's coming back this year. And I think that kid has great stuff. Yep, I didn't forget. I hope he's good. I hope he's, I hope he's back to the little flash that we saw from him. Thanks for the, for the call, Nick. I'll also mention the, the Shata Imananga name that came out. Uh, I guess, like, you know, the, uh, the, the secondary prize, the second-place prize after you miss out on Yamamoto. 
the Yankees have no interest in him. That came out today through Randy Miller. Uh, the Yankees supposedly have no interest in him because he's considered to be a fly ball pitcher who wouldn't be a fit for Yankee Stadium. Good. Whatever. It was Yamamoto or nobody, man, as far as these free agents. Do, do not go out there and overpay Jordan Montgomery to come home. Let the Rangers overpay him. Let the let the Red Sox overpay him. Let Steve Cohen moneybags overpay him. And do not go out there and overpay for Blake Snell either because we don't know what that dynamite's going to be dropped in the clubhouse. We don't know how that's going to work. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would I would be careful with that one if 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 they did entertain it only for a couple years. He's over thirty, and I, I would want like a two or three year deal max. Keith McPherson on the fan. When we get into the eleven o'clock hour, my Casamigos big shot of the night. Still taking your calls, and uh, we'll come back before eleven. So let's hit this break right now. CJ Stroud song. That's his touchdown dance. Hey, left, do it, right, do it. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. All right, let's get right back into it, man. I'm watching the Islanders game. It is uh, 2-1 Islanders, and the Rangers already won 4-1. And coming up, my Casamigos. Big shot of the night. Let's take a call before we get there. Ben is in Connecticut. What's up, Ben? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Uh, someone said this the other night. I thought it was a great point, uh, first of all, which is that, uh, you know, I like how even though you have your teams that you root for, like, you're kind of happy for all New York sports when they do well. And, like, I've always said that's a key to the fan that used to actually be pretty common, but now, you know, not as common. So I appreciate that, man. Because I want to go to the parade. I don't care who wins it. I'm going to be at that parade drunk with everybody having a good time. Like, I don't care who wins it. Somebody win. So tonight I was at the Ranger game. Um, and I got to tell you, man, you know, I go to a lot of games and, like, you can almost feel it in the place. Like, the the Rangers finally have a real team this year and are a real contender. And the place is rocking, man. Like, you could really feel it. And there aren't too many – you know, places that really feel like the old days. But, man, when the Garden gets going, like, it's an exciting place to be. I know you're a Devils guy, but it's exciting. It really is. No, I know. I, I've yet to get to Madison Square Garden for a Rangers game. Obviously, I've seen on TV. I've seen social media videos. But nothing compares to actually being in there. I know Salicata said he went tonight with his uh, his nephew for his birthday. So, good to see a 4-1 win. Bouncing back from a 6-1 loss Tuesday at the Garden. Uh, everybody is in on Peter Lavalette and those Rangers. Everybody does believe that they do have a shot to win the cup and that this team is the team. Not last year when my Devils knocked them off. Not two years ago when they should have beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, this got to be the year that they see it through. Last point, quickly on the Yankees. Um, you know, I, I'm a, like you, I'm a huge Yankee fan. And, I'm, I'm, you know, when they got Soto, I was obviously really excited to see him hit it out of the gate like that. I'm wondering from your perspective, like, I mean, if you're, you know, if you had to bet on this, do you think that we're actually going to feel the team where on opening day you genuinely feel we are a top contender? Yeah. Or do you think that we're going to be disappointed in the rest of the offseason here? Nah, and I can speak to that one. Thanks for the call, Ben. <clears throat> so, like I said this the other day, there was, oh, they're not spending. They haven't spent a dollar. I'm like, yeah, they went out there and paid a ton of money for Judge, fumbled the bag with Judge, had to overpay for their own guy. 
And then after, you know, Hal said, we're not done, they had to go make another move, and they paid for Carlos Rodon, and what was he? So they spent last offseason, what it turned into? Gave Rizzo some more money, brought Tommy Canely back. What it turned into? It turned into the worst season of our young lives. I know my older Yankee fans listening have seen some darker days, but for the, like, 40 and under, 35 and under, 30 and under for sure, 25 and under for sure, 82 and 80, nine-game losing streak when you needed a nine-game winning streak last year. Sucked. So going into this season, like, I can't wait. It's funny. I was talking to someone the other day. I'm like, I'm going to take off opening day because I I know I'm going to be too hype because I'm going to show up probably 8, 9 in the morning Go through my regular rituals, link with the gang, the bleacher creatures, the terrorist squad, La Bodega family. I'm going to see all the people at stands and Billy's in the dugout, and hopefully the weather is straight. And also this year, we open up in Houston, so it's going to be a little bit of a wait and build up for that Yankee Stadium opening day. Yeah, I'm going to take off because last year, I didn't have no voice by the time I drove down here. I couldn't even talk. I think Connor was producing for me. I'm like, bro, I'm, I have a problem. Like. <laughs> I was yelling too much at the game. <laughs> I was, I was, I was literally yelling. Like Volpe comes out, I'm probably the loudest guy. So we're not going to be disappointed because at least right now you know you've got Juan Soto in right field, Verdugo in left field. Judge is back healthy, no problems with the toe. Volpe ain't a rookie anymore. You know, Garrett Cole is gonna. Most likely be on the mound. We'll see how it lines up with the the games before. And they're not done, folks. I know we're impatient. I know we're spoiled. It's January 4th. You should know how this works. There is no MLB free agent frenzy. It takes time. And these guys are taking their time to make sure they do it right. They're not going to just spend crazy. Going all in is one thing. But, like, going all in and making mistakes that could set you back for years, that's, that's another thing. And I, and I spoke about Brian Cashman and the Yankees and their habits and the habits they formed of not, you know, having some restraint, not going out there and just buying guys to buy guys anymore. They're, they're going to do what they do. They're going to do what they habitually do. Pick up the phones, make some trades, find some journeymen, make some signings, have these people come into camp and compete in spring training. Trust in their Pitching department, trust in their pitching coach, their scouting, their developing, their developing, and and their young players, and and go forward. And I really do think that they'll go. They'll they'll be perfectly fine going into this season with Garrett Cole, the reigning AL Cy Young winner, Carlos Rodon returning in his big contract, Nestor Cortez returning healthy, a former All Star just two seasons ago. Clark Schmidt building on what he did last year. And then a combination of Luis Heal and uh, whoever it might be, from Clayton Beater to Will Warren, whatever. And if they feel like pitching is an issue, which pitching hasn't been the issue, really. Like, we, you know, like, pitching hasn't been the issue. We just have to replenish because we've sent so many young arms elsewhere. But if they need pitching, when can you also improve your team in a season, folks? The trade deadline. They'll make trades, and they'll bring in a starting pitcher. If they don't see somebody that they want to buy right now, they will make moves and trades and go in with what they have and assess at the trade deadline and add a starting pitcher then, and I'm fine with that. The pitching wasn't the problem. The hitting was the problem. If you can score more than three runs, we'll be all right. 877 337 
6666. I've got one hour left. My Casamigos big shot of the night coming up. Marco will hit you with the update after we play some other sounds. I'll be right back. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 